Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Would you like to know why Dwight's yelling? Yes. Us too. And we're all going to find out together. <laughs> I have an announcement to make. A brand new office this Thursday, 9, 8 central on NBC. Wow. You don't, like, they think don't about make that. them like that anymore. They don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dunder Mifflin, the people versus paper people. Dunder Mifflin, the people versus paper people. Dunder Mifflin, the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company. I'm your human resources representative, Sean Roney. I'm Edwin Jane, CFO. And with us, as always, Mr. Alex Ward, our producer in the warehouse. You have no idea the physical <laughs> toll the three vasectomies have on a person. Uh, and you're <laughs> listening to uh, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. Uh, every week, we're going to discuss something about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. And this week, we actually we have a... We have a call in uh, phone number. You can call in and leave voicemails, and we're gonna we're gonna open with a, a voicemail that one of our listeners left us. Very That's, exciting. He'll introduce the the topic for today. It's a bit long, but oh god, stay with us. Uh, hi, this is Will from Portland. Uh, first time listener, long time caller, and I have two <laughs> Not how it goes. for the <laughs> podcast hosts for many years. NBC on Thursday night was the funniest place in America. The viewers True. around the country tuned in to watch 30 Rock, followed by The Office, and then Parks and Rec. So I was wondering, uh, given that, if you could just kind of discuss maybe how those shows kind of oh, all okay. fit together, what they have alike in common, uh, maybe things they have that are different. Um, that's my first question. And my second question is this. Uh, throughout the year, <laughs> we're almost halfway through. The Office and The Wire shared many different <laughs> actors. For example, Holly um, Holly Flax on The Wire was uh, cop B.D. Russell, or Charles Minor was Stringer Bell. Slow down, Idris Elba. Slow down. Do you think this is on purpose or just a coincidence? And if you do think it's just a coincidence, then how do you explain? That on the back of the book, All the Pieces Matter, the Inside Story of the Wire, Mike Schur is quoted as saying, I treasured every episode of the show, and I loved every word of this book. All the Pieces Matter is a must-read for any fan of the Wire or anyone who wants to know how great art is made. I like how he's given a rebuttal to a, to a question we haven't even answered yet. That was yeah. great. Uh, friend of the pod. Forgot friend, about all the, uh, I forgot about all the wire stuff <laughs> well, in that one question. <laughs> what a conspiracy theory. Jeez. Um, oh, he maybe also forgot uh, from season two. Uh, well, he shows up later as a salesman yeah. from... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nash. The Polish uh, uh, yeah. doc 
worker. Yeah. Oh, Harry Janerone, Dunder Mifflin, Syracuse. <laughs> yes. Yes. Also another. Um, okay, but really we want to talk about uh, uh, Will's first question. Let's talk about NBC's Thursday night uh, comedy lineup. Uh, yeah, comedy night done right all night. I think, uh, yeah, as this question... <laughs> as the slogan was. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I think just generally speaking, as we looked into this, you know, you look at the Thursday night sort of comedy lineup on NBC, it kind of actually goes back to the 80s. So this the, the common notion is must-see TV, right? right. That was kind of the, the block. And if you go all the way back to the 80s, shows like Cheers, Cosby Show, like Hill Street Blues, whatever. And, and then going into the 90s, Seinfeld, Friends, Frasier, etc., right? There's just, uh, there's a sort of a tradition that MEC kind of had over these multiple years and all these different shows, right? And I think, especially with Friends, Frasier, Seinfeld, like that was kind of the, uh, probably the peak, you know? That was, of course, a time when a lot of people were still viewing network television. Like, I think just in general, to think about The Office as part of a a show that kind of continues that pattern or that that sort of programming block is kind of interesting. And then to see where it went after The Office. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Friends only ended uh, in 2004. Right, it, so, it was like, was, so th- they were so close to yeah. airing together. And the, really, that's great. Friends yeah, stopped in two. Yeah, yeah, the only thing in between there, I mean, they uh, uh, the Joey TV show that they tried oh, to do my. is, is kind of crammed right in between. But yeah, 2004, Friends ends. 2005, we've got My Name is Earl airing at 8.30 uh, with Will and Grace before that, and then The Office. And then 2006, we got My Name is Earl, The Office, Scrubs, 30 Rock. There was a show called Andy Barker P.I. Mm-hmm. with uh, Andy, Andy uh, Richter. Andy Richter. I, I did like that show. Short-lived. It's, it's just interesting to think that, you know, we used to watch these TV shows together in a block. Often right. together. I mean, we, you know, we were in college or high school. We would get together and watch these shows yeah. together. And, you know, now we consume so much TV through Netflix, through Hulu. We do it all on our own, like individually a lot of the time. You know what? I was thinking about this because it's kind of, it's actually kind of weird. Um, I, you know, I, I don't uh, brag about this often, but I had a video iPod when I was, uh, when it was 2004, 2005. You should brag about that more. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, you know, I don't want to make anyone feel bad, but yeah, I had a video iPod and, um, <laughs> and you could download, you could buy the episodes on iTunes and download it onto your uh, iPod. So I actually did watch it like Netflix. It didn't have any ads. I'd, I binged it. Whoa. I binged it. Do um, you know anything about film? <laughs> I know everything about film. Uh, for the first two seasons, but by the time season three aired, I remember I was. That's when I had to. All of a sudden, I had to wait every week. Right, just the experience episodes. of waiting week over week to watch these shows, and then you know, watch seeing commercials for the shows, and then yeah. knowing that if you missed an episode and didn't record it somehow. You were probably never going to see it again, or you, right. may, or maybe you'd you had be to wait until the DVD came out. Yeah, it it was it was just a different way of consuming television, and then the way that you know the deep, like you couldn't really avoid commercials unless you muted them or did something right. else. So, just the the promotional aspect of it, where networks would promote their shows together as a comedy block, like you said, comedy night done right all night. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> like that 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 was a tagline that you know they used to promote all these shows together and and especially to think of the office like in between like 30 rock parks and rec shows with pretty similar sensibilities or, or yeah. um in that same sort of uh, i think kind of uh they're both they're all Total single cam yeah, shows. yeah that's yeah. right that's another good that's another yeah. great thing to bring up so so friends will and grace um you know this is multi-cam comedy shows they've got multiple cameras set up and they they're kind of like doing the show live for an audience 
they're pausing for laughter and all these other things. Very much a traditional sitcom setup. So right. the Cosby Show, Big Bang Theory, you know, a, a lot of these very, very traditional sitcoms. Sure, like Cheers. That, the set, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The yeah. set is often very flat. There's always, always stairs in the back for depth. Right. You know, things like that. Single cam comedy comes along. I think like Malcolm in the Middle is like one of like the original successful comedies that's single cam where it's like you're thinking about you're setting up every single shot you're going to location or you have a set um there's no live audience or no one's pausing for laughter there's Mm -hmm. like music and i mean there's actually i mean you think about a show like malcolm in the middle there's all kinds of like transitions and like um they're all over they're flashing back all the time and um so i feel like my name is earl is a little bit more like that show Mm mm-hmm like where it's kind of like all over the place. And uh, so, you know, my name is Earl. He's got a, he, he's a bad guy who's kind of a drunk and gets hit by a car. Wins right, the lottery. So, right. So the premise is he's a, he's a bad person. He gets like a second chance at life. Yeah. And yeah. He, like looks to redeem himself. Yeah. And I think he has a list. He has a list of the people he's done wrong to. And he's just like, you know, trying to gain some karma back. Mm hmm. Um, I think Scrubs is an interesting one to bring up too, because Scrubs uh-huh. aired a couple years before The Office totally. and was kind of a lead in. And I, f- I feel like Scrubs is a little more forgotten than some of the other sitcoms of this kind of era. Malcolm in the Middle probably as well, but just to think that Scrubs is another single cam show yeah. uh, that kind of set up that sort of sensibility. And then you know with Parks, The Office, uh, Thirty right. Rock, these these sort of uh, these shows that all kind of live together, Community right. eventually. Uh, those I think those are kind of the more popular ones or the most memorable ones from this time period. Yeah. Although if you look at the lineups from the different years, you, it's easy to forget all these different shows that they tried out, didn't work. Like all oh my these, gosh. it's it's crazy to think the way that network TV was kind of programmed and they would, they would throw shows out there and they would see if they stick and a lot of times they didn't, you know? Yeah. Um, going back a little bit, you know, The Office is also a single cam comedy, but totally different from those shows. It's a mockumentary, right? right? That's you know? true, yeah. So like the style of filming is a little different. You got the handheld cameras. People are doing the confessionals. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, before this, what can you really think of? I guess besides the British office, you know, best oh. in show and stuff right. like that. Those right. like yeah. fantastic mockumentaries that that made it so popular. What a great way to do comedy. Then you get to sit down with each one of these characters. I remember I remember my brother got um, a copy of the BBC office on DVD when I was in like a freshman in high school maybe and I, I remember watching it and just being like I've never seen anything like this yeah. it was so funny I mean the format was just completely different yeah and I think you're right I mean at the time uh, going back to what you said Edwin about Scrubs which is like I think Scrubs has like kind of been lost a little bit like yeah, definitely. I, yeah. it's like it, I wasn't that into it well it's just like the, the timing of it it was just before like this transition to Netflix what's his name Zach Braff yeah. Zach, Zach yeah. Braff um, and, and JD uh, yeah yeah I mean, he was, yeah, he was hot. He was hot stuff. I mean, that was a pot. It was a popular show, but people don't. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's say what. Hottest man in America, Zach Braff. (laughs) Circa uh, 2003. Yeah. Garden State, all that. But like, I, 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 this was right at the beginning of high school. And I was, uh, I went over to our friend's house. We had a thing called Scrub Club where we'd all get together and watch Scrubs. And it was like, I was one of the younger people there. And then there were people who had graduated college and like a whole group of us. And it was like. This is super super fun. Yeah. Um. And then that transitioned like into the office, and those are the last in person TV viewing experience. I guess Game of Thrones would be the one. Yeah. We're 
It breaks the mold, but we're getting ahead of myself. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know many people who are like, oh, just I just rewatched all of Scrubs last week. It was I great. Think, <laughs> have you heard anyone say that? I actually think I I know people who really love Scrubs. I yeah, think I, it's, it's still. It's I remember really funny. people love. Yeah, people love. Scrubs. I think I, I think don't it's probably hear more about it as much as The Office and Parks and Rec and all these other. Shows. That's fair. I think yeah. too uh, the mockumentary format. I mean, you look at the legacy of, of of that format, right? Going from the U.S. Office to Parks and Recreation to Modern Family is kind of the big uh, show that kind of carries yeah. that torch yep. now. And you think about the fact that the office felt at a certain point that it had to acknowledge and incorporate and address the mockumentary format. Yeah. Parks and Rec never did. The yeah. uh, Modern Family never did. Right. And it's interesting that we as viewers are so conditioned now that you can just accept a mockumentary show right. without ever really feeling like you have to hear. Like, I mean, they should have never addressed it. It was a mistake. <laughs> I, I agree in hindsight. I think. Uh, but I think at the time, I understand why they would. I think, right. too. The, the reason that I think of those shows together is there's a notion of self-awareness. Or when I say those shows, I think of specifically 30 Rock Parks, The Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen much of Community, uh, but as they live together, right, there's a self-awareness, I think, that, that comes through in the mockumentary format in 30 Rock's and then 30 Rock's sort of topical uh, self-aware, very yeah. modern jokes. So let's uh, yeah, let's talk about t- Thirty Rock too, created by Tina Fey, sta- starring Alec Baldwin and and Tracy uh, Tracy Morgan. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that is such a fantastic show, and like, and that it's kind of mm-hmm. it's about Saturday Night Live too, in a way. It like. You've got The Office, which is about just some little office. Some pa- rinky-dink some paper company <laughs> in Scranton, Pennsylvania, to quote uh, yeah. Andy Bernard, and then uh, thir- Sr. And then 30- or no, Walter Bernard Sr., excuse me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. And then 30 Rock, you know, they're in... The, you, it's the opposite rock. setting. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that that was such a fun... Like, the, those were... Contrast. They're kind of different. They're very different shows. Yeah. I do remember in one uh, episode of 30 Rock, someone says that's what she said, and Tina Fey's like... Uh, no, Steve, Steve Carell Car- owns that. He owns that's what she said. That's right. <laughs> that's a, I thought that was a nice little call to uh, to the, their uh, their buddy TV show. I think one thing that those two shows have in common for me, at least, is uh, I read Tina Fey when she was starting the Thirty Rock. It might be in her book that she discussed this, but eventually the idea was to create a live action version of The Simpsons, which they kind of realized was impossible. Mm. But I think one thing that a lot of those shows kind of share is this notion of comedic density, which is every oh, line is gosh. a joke. Everything is really funny. There are psych yeah. eggs all the way through. Yeah. And when you rewatch, you kind of get rewarded for paying close attention. I love, I love that you can go back to those shows and find new things to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Just in that, general. That's a, that's a funny point to bring up too, because I would say when the office started, the pace is slow, right? Yes. And you know, a lot of, the people in the office are quiet and there's moments of quiet and it, it moves a little slower and the jokes kind of um, unravel a little slower. But as, as the office goes on, it gets much, much faster. And, uh, and you got uh, the ensemble cast is, is uh, speaking up a lot. And you also get jokes in as part of the single cam format. A lot of the jokes come from characters, facial expressions. Right. And I'm not just thinking of Jim mm. giving that half smile to the camera. Right. Like when you see Michael um, give a joke and they'll cut to, let's oh say, Daryl. Yeah. You see Daryl's face and that's a joke. Right. Yeah. And yeah. That's a way for the audience to know that like, that was a really weird thing for him to say or for Michael to say and that you could laugh at that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just I rewatched this video when I think a Conan hosted the Emmys in 2006 or something. It's a great video. And he goes. Like Conan travels through all these different shows, yes, and one of them right. is one of them is the office. Yeah, he and like pops the out the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. It, it's this interesting snapshot of like the big TV right at this peak mid two thousands, like what we're talking about. Yeah, and he goes through Lost, uh, then he goes through The Office, Twenty Four, uh, House, talk to Doctor House, and then 
animated on South Park and ends on a Dateline NBC oh, uh, cool. pedophile investigation. I, I, I'm actually surprised that he didn't the, the, the Apprentice isn't on there because that was like another show that oh yeah I love when Conan gets that that <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, I love when Conan gets that talking head and he's like, Pam is very attractive. He's like, she and I, I can totally see the two of us having a will they won't they chemistry that plays out over two seasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, what's also funny during, uh, you know, around this time, we get the, S- the Thursday night SNL weekend update. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? You mean like for the 2012 election? Yep. Yeah. Tina yeah. Fey, Sarah Tina Palin. Fey, well, that's Sarah 2000, Palin. That's to be 2008. But, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, that is. Yeah. Still, Two, yeah, it's the 08 election, yeah. Mm-hmm. What we're really talking about is the transition from Bush to Obama, right? <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> that's, that's why people listen to our show. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just for those of you who don't remember, yeah, the uh, uh, SNL was, like, their, um, their political comedy at that point, with, uh, especially with T- Tina Fey doing this incredible... Um, Sarah Palin uh, impersonation. It was such a hit that um, they started. They put. Uh, they gave SNL a thirty-minute block on Thursday night to do more material just on the election. Uh, it's interesting too to think about. I mean, that special, and then we were talking about Conan going through those different TV shows and yeah. lead up to the Emmys as a skit, right? Think about how kind of fragmented the way we view TV is now, and how much good TV and bad TV there is out there, right? Oh my God. On all these different scre- streaming services, people or different uh, outlets creating original content, right? The binge expectation that we as viewers now all have, right? Yeah. Can you imagine a host trying to do that today? I was just gonna say, what shows would you even pick, and how many people would it even resonate with, right? Like, there's not. Is that, there's not a handful of shows we all agree upon. Like right, maybe no. you could do a Game of Thrones. Like that's it. There's a term that I love: a monoculture. Yeah, Game of Thrones is like is is an example of something that we're all watching together and experiencing together, right? Mm-hmm. And I whenever I think back to it, the other example in my head is always Mash for some reason, <laughs> because like when I've heard people talk about that, it, it, it's, it's everyone watched. Yeah, it's it. not like yeah. everyone goes into work the next day and everybody watched Mash last night. Right. Whatever yeah. it right. is. Right. Uh, I think another interesting sort of kind of thing that came out of the office this the office community 30 rock parks living together we have to acknowledge is that those shows didn't really do that well in the ratings at the time they were consistently Mm. beat by cbs which still is you know cbs is advertising this now it's the most watched uh network in america and the big bang theory right has been like a leading in the ratings (laughs) yeah for the entire run Yeah. yeah absolutely and I think it's just interesting to think about that viewership, right, and compared to The Office. The Big Bang Theory is very broad in its comedy. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a multi-cam sitcom, right? And then after The Office, 30 Rock, Parks, those shows all kind of exited together, right? They all ended at about the same mm-hmm. time, and then NBC sort of replaced it with a lot of very broad comedies. Uh, Animal Practice, which is about a doctor who could talk to animals. Guys with Kids, which was uh, three... Different guys who all had like there. I think they were all three single dads who had babies. Like different oh sort of comedies in that vein, um, kind of replaced the the more uh, niche comedy that The Office, Thirty Rock Parks, etc. Kind of had. And it, none of those shows really stuck for NBC. Oh yeah. No. Um, and then I mean, if you look at the what followed, you have The Biggest Loser, you know, The Blacklist, uh, shows like that. And yeah. then only, re- only recently. <laughs> Just think of the Nathan for you every time I hear Blacklist. Yeah, just James Spader wearing a hat, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but then you think of uh, it started to trend back that way with NBC with shows like Superstore, The Good Place, AP Bio. Not shows yeah. that I, or Brooklyn Nine Nine. They brought yeah. back Brooklyn Nine Nine from Fox, right? Yeah. I don't, you know, claim to be super what was familiar the call with center all one? Of those shows. Uh, outsourced, outsourced. Yeah. When they were in India, yeah. Oof. 
But uh, just in general, oh God, that, yeah, that was not a good show. <laughs> Pete Holmes wrote for that show. Did you yeah. know that? Yeah. <laughs> he talks about it on his podcast. Yeah. A lot. I mean, I mean, to your point that like, you know, that these shows, like some of them weren't really doing that well. I mean, Friends and Seinfeld were for a, a big portion of the, the time that they were on television were either in the top 10 most rated shows in America or the number one show in America. Um, the same with the Cosby show before that. But even even in the offices, Prime, it only uh, made it into the top 50 most highest rated shows in America. My name is mm. Earl, uh, the 30 Rock, Parts and Rec, they never even... Part of they that, never even broke through. Part of that is a trend, I think, away from network TV viewing, right? Huh. Just in general, I remember reading that, you know, shows that were considered, you know, big commercial failures, uh, you know, had ratings that would crush a lot of shows today, which I think is really interesting, you mm. know? And I think, too, you look at the tradition of NBC, right, is you take a very popular show and you spin it off, right? So a Cosby show was a different world, Virginia's Coast mm-hmm. to College, right? Mm-hmm. Or Cheers became Frasier, right? And then, of course, Friends to Joey, that didn't really work. No. But... Uh, or think about them bringing back Will and Grace, you know. Uh, and and they, was it, wasn't there an attempt with The Office? I was going to say The Farm. The Farm yeah. episode in season nine is an attempt to create a spinoff around Dwight and his family. Right, right. Thomas Middleditch uh, yeah. is in that show as a, as a guest character. Badger. That little... Uh, ba- Badger from Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that little kid from Bridesmaids. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, there's a, it, it, it's just interesting that that attempt happened, right? And, and it's fun to think, like, now we look at The Office as a very contained thing that we that a lot of people are enjoying today, right, in the sort of modern binge era. Mm. But in reality, The Office played out in this very, it feels very out of time to think about it in the landscape of network TV. Yeah. I read an article, or I saw a headline, at the very least, uh, that was like, the average millennial watches more Netflix than TV. And it was I, I think it was funny that that was considered like a newsworthy headline because I think that's something we would all expect to be true. Yeah, yeah I, w- I wouldn't. If if it was like a teen watches TV more than Netflix, I'd be like, Ugh. well, they're probably watching a lot of reality TV. They probably yeah. just have the TV on all the time. They don't have a like, Netflix subscription. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Um, Why would you decide to watch commercials? <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Don't you have an iPad, four-year-old? I, I know it's not, the, of course, the same universe um, or any of the same characters, but do you, don't you feel like Parks and Rec is a little bit in that way, too? Parks and you Rec, know? I think, is definitely... It, uh, it's it, a show so that sorry. was born yeah. out of the success of The Office. You Correct. Know? I think it's the only show that's come close to The Office in terms of, like, yeah. I think how it's, how it's appreciated, how it's talked about. And I mean, Mike Schur created that show. He was the showrunner. Right. Right. And they and you can see in season one, it's it's funny because they also have a six season a six episode season one that was kind of uh, that struggled, you know, commercially, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but then picked up and became a big monster. Later Huge on. hit. Yeah. And still today. But did did Party Down have to die so that par- so that Parks and Rec? Yeah, could basically, thrive? basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I well, I would have <laughs> taken Party Down personally. You know what? It's a be- okay. it's a perfect. It's 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 so perfect though as it as it is now. I yeah. I also really love Party Down. Uh, in I had a phase where I was buying a lot of TV on DVD because before streaming became really really popular, mm-hmm. that was kind of how you would watch The Office or shows mm-hmm. like that on repeat. And I have both seasons of Party Down, so I love it. Um, one thing that I was thinking about is we had our conversation about season one of The Office a few weeks ago. Yeah. And we talked about what if The Office had continued down the path of season one. Yeah. It would have been Party Down. That's what it would have been. Mm. It would have continued for a few seasons. I think actors would have gotten bigger jobs. Yeah. And People that might have been it. Steve Carell yeah. would have gone oh, to another show. John right. Krasinski would have over. done movies. Yeah. yeah. And that would be it. Yeah. After a few seasons. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah probably. Which right. I think is really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Totally. That is true. And uh, like, like uh, 
uh, Jane Lynch is the other one. Like mm-hmm. she went to Glee after and like oh, yeah. when just yeah. for context, when we talk about did party down have to die so the parts could live. The reason we say oh, yeah. that <laughs> is because Adam Scott uh, became, joined Parks and Rec in the role of Ben at the end of season three of Parks. Right. He had to leave party down. He was the protagonist of party down. Right. Jane Lynch, to your point, uh, got a job on Glee. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there are other actors that I'm forgetting who and also I mean, had jobs like that, but it all just kind of came together that and, party down couldn't live. And what party down is a showtime show. It was a showtime show. So it's like, that, no, that's not, no, it was a star. Stars, that's right. So, you know, who was watching stars for, I was, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me tell you, let me be clear. Uh, during the early days of Netflix streaming, they had this thing called stars play. There was like a special uh, offer com- oh combination thing that they did with stars where stars would like add their programming to Netflix so they can get more viewership. Yeah. And I watched party down week by week as it came out cause it would come to Netflix. So it was That's a show so that I funny. watched in real time and it just ended at a certain point. What I just remembered is I think Edwin and I were, we were living together at the time. Yeah, and I was watching those with yeah. you yeah. <laughs> on yeah. your Netflix. And account. at one point, I mean the last episode is called Constance Carmel's wedding, which is mm-hmm. Jane Lynch's character gets married. Right. And it doesn't feel like a season finale or a series. Finale. It's, it no, just it feels no. like another episode, and it just there was no episode next week or the week that followed, and that was it for the show. God, I do miss it. Mm-hmm. Pour one out for Party Down. Yeah, I think to did Adam to, Scott oh, read for Jim? Yes, Adam Scott did read for Jim. That's yeah, right. I think alternate casting. Uh, um, that sort of I think that's nother, a whole yeah. other show for us Bob Odenkirk Adam Scott <laughs> yeah I think too um, you know going back to Parks and Rec you look at Mike Schur kind of taking on you know really spinning off sort of that format right with the protagonist who's uh-huh. like a very um, who's a bit who's a character right like a right. true character in, yeah. uh, in um, Leslie Nope right and then the way that that kind of evolved and then you look at Brooklyn Nine-Nine which is another workplace show that Dan Gore who uh, wrote for um, Parks and Rec was a showrunner and creator of that and then you look at what Mike Schur is doing now with The Good Place, right? The, I think these are kind of the branches that kind of came, come from The Office just in general. Yeah, and like Leslie Nope was such a uh, kind of breath of fresh air. I mean, I don't know, like T- Tina Fey on 30 Rock certainly like laid the groundwork for like this character who's sort of in charge of the workplace that the show takes yeah. place in. Mm-hmm. But Leslie Nope was like, it was the show that was like, oh, they're doing The Office in a different setting. But yeah. she's so different from to- Michael Scott. Totally different from Michael Scott. Yeah, she's like not an asshole. She's and I wasn't very sure it was, intelligent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some other shows like that where there's a female who's in charge of it. I, I only think of that because there's an episode of 30 Rock where Tina Fey is like, Murphy Brown lied to us. <laughs> she said we could have it all. Right. So, But 30 Rock, I think, for at least our generation or our you know group coming up, the, our uh, demographic, let's say, uh, I think was a, is a good sort of starting point for that. And Leslie Nope definitely continues that. And I think, too, either read this or heard it in a commentary that with Leslie Nope, they made a very uh, specific decision from season one to season two to make her a little more, take her, like, that she is taken a little more seriously by the show. And, uh, and they do it by giving her more responsibility. She becomes very successful. And they give her, like, a few, like, uh, boyfriends who are like serious people, like right. they. I think the word that they used was like non-loser, which was think about Justin <laughs> right. Theroux's character, right? Uh-huh. You think about Louis C.K. as the cop, Matt Damon, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's the pilot. No, sorry, no, that's I'm, in, so, uh, I'm talking of Parks and Rec. Oh, my bad, my bad. No, you're good. Um, so, <laughs> God, I'm confused, sorry. <laughs> uh, but but think about yeah, Justin Theroux, and then eventually Adam Scott, right? So yeah, uh, just in general, the way that they take that character more seriously, and by the end, Leslie Nope is this champion of government you know yeah. right uh, yeah. but it's just an interesting uh, turn of event or the um, way that, that played out a community also i don't feel like we've said really anything oh, about yeah. community but that's another cult classic mm-hmm. when you talk about self-awareness that is i i like community it was it's so self-aware that it's hard for me to 
finish it or really invest yeah. in it the way I have in other comedies. I, I wasn't as in love with uh, uh, Community, which is uh, created by Dan Harmon, who created Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. which is like a the very biggest, popular show. Yeah, yeah, super, super popular show today. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, Community was hanging on there for a while after The Office uh, ended in, in 2013. Um, Community um, is very, just, a very popular show as well. Yeah. Yeah, At least, but, you know, but it, it, never I mean, felt it got canceled. Exactly. It, yeah. it, it got came canceled. Back. It came back. It, to Yahoo. it went to Yahoo, right? Um, Chevy Chase didn't, like, was, like, public about the fact that he didn't like the show and didn't Chevy like Chevy Chase being... just became Chevy Chase again. Right, <laughs> yeah. Basically. I, I, I thought, I th- and I thought Community, like, was one of the strongest shows yeah. of all yeah. of all of these. That we, for me, after The Office, I was like, like Community and Scrubs. Those these shows we're not really talking about. Like, I think, like Community again launched. I think a ton of like, or not even launched careers, but they really strengthened. Yeah, a lot of Donald those. Glover. I mean, anyone else? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, Donald Glover for yeah. sure. Um, Joel McHale. Like all yeah. these people yeah. who are who now have their own shows. I are, mean, like Dan Harmon is like. You know, I don't know about today, uh, but I remember when when Community was on, he was getting like he got fired. I mean, it was it's his right. Show. There was a lot of controversy. And he got yeah, fired because right. he, you know he was he very could, cruel to his employees. He's no, yeah, he was this like you know highly creative, but like just a terrible um, you know business person mm-hmm. basically. Um, and uh, uh, you know, you also had other self destructive um, creators on Parks and Rec. The one of the showrunners um, uh, died from an overdose. Oh, I don't of heroin. I didn't know that. Harris, no, Harris, oh, Harris, Harris Whittles. Whittles. Oh, okay, he was. A, I don't think he was a showrunner. No, he was a writer. He was a writer, oh, he writer was a very producer. featured yeah, and yeah. an animal control that's true. Yes, uh, that's employee. Right. Yeah. yeah, Harris and Brett. That's my right. bad. My bad. Yeah. No, my bad. I didn't. I didn't know who you were. Um, but I don't know that. I did, that's um, just a thought. A so where, where do we so go? Rank from them over I don't the know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Any, any, uh, I just think it's also really interesting that The Apprentice was airing at this time. That The Office yeah. was oh leading God. for The and Apprentice. They, and they would plug that show on The Office, too. Season one. I think the difference between oh. me and Donald Trump is I don't like telling people you're fired. Dude. And then he goes, you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> you're fired. Like he, he practices. What about when um, Jim pranks Dwight? Dwight thinks it's Friday, but it's actually Thursday. And uh, Jim oh, yeah. and Pam are talking at their desk, and they're like, oh, did you see The Apprentice last night? And then Dwight's like, oh, dang it, I missed it. I was playing paintball with my... I went out with my laser team, my laser tag team last night. I never go out on a Thursday. (laughs) Um, Very good. You have earned one shroot buck. That was a really apprentice crossover. I really got there. That was all right. It's, It's interesting to think of what The Office would be like if it came out today on Netflix as a complete season. You know? It's funny. Or uh, Hulu or Amazon or whatever. It's yeah. Just, it's HBO. funny because we, we've mentioned this before on the show, but like that there's that one scene when Kelly's explaining Netflix to Ryan and like right. the DVD one. It's just funny that. It's a mail. That's that, what they talk about. Yeah. The show the that would become like Netflix is like number one show essentially like in terms of people watching was was it was initially discussed on the show as the mail service. It's just mm-hmm. really funny. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, I, I wanted think- to talk about. Really quickly, yeah. too, like the in-person viewing experience yeah. of what that was like for you guys. Um, just with going back to just talking about The Office. I mean, like, I remember, like, we'd get everyone together on Thursday night to, like, watch the show together. And it was like, you could talk during the commercials and you had to tell everyone mm-hmm. to shut up when the show came back on. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Like the viewing party episode of The Office. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone that- would be late and walk in in the middle of it. And yeah. Sit down. Shut up. 
My I my friend. I love uh, that your recollection involves telling people to shut up. That's like a, a hallmark. Shut up. All right, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut uh, up. I miss that. Shout out to my uh, shout out to my friend Winslow who would host every Thursday. He had a house in Eugene when mm. we were all going to college, and he would host essentially a viewing party yeah. every single Thursday. And it became this thing where like people who weren't even necessarily following the office were coming along just because the gatherings were so that was, fun. Right. And then it became we were just watching the office, and then it was like. Oh, come over earlier if you want to watch, you know, the shows before or after. And so it became then like this, you know, two hour block of watching the shows. But only during the office would everyone actually sit down, stop yeah. talking. Maybe. Th- and- I mean, for us, maybe 30 Rock, maybe Parks and Rec. I feel like yeah, we used to watch on. those three together. Yeah. Right? Definitely not My Name is Earl. Everyone was talking during My Name is Earl. Well, I mean, My Name is Earl. That was Winslow like, loved. Oh, he loved school, that right? show. Right. Yeah. yeah. It became this really galvanizing thing every week that, like, at least with me and my group of friends in college, it just, like, really, really brought us together. And this show was such a steady weekly experience. And yeah. it, it's always aired exactly during the school year. It just, like, folded into our lives really yeah. easy. And it became this kind of special thing that we, we did every week. And I don't know. There's just not – that just doesn't really – exist anymore yeah. nowadays i mean we have game of thrones i think that's yes. the that is yeah. the one that yeah. still exists and this is our last season of game of thrones coming up here in a few weeks and the other one that i think we'd sort of have is live sports but there's a possibility you could be really disappointed at the end of a live sports True. viewing experience yeah <laughs> maybe the oscars i don't really get a kick out of watching live sports myself but <laughs> yeah. uh anyway uh, that's, it's just like it's just a i just wonder if there'll be a, a comedy like that like the dramas i feel like that's always that's just gonna happen hmm. i just feel like people are tend to gather more for dramas things like game of thrones or yeah. Like, yeah it's like not like people are getting together and having silicon party watching or silicon valley yeah, or silicon, yeah. sorry silicon valley watching kidding me parties. i watch silicon party all the time <laughs> <laughs> different show i think yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um no but i i'd agree with that i think just in general, I mean, obviously, look, everyone has different shows that they love and enjoy, right? Right. So I'm sure that people got together for shows like Walking Dead. I remember we would we would right. do this for other shows like Boardwalk Empire, yeah. just off the top of my head, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure people, you know, there are a lot of shows like that that Breaking people Bad. generally enjoy, but there oh, are Breaking less. Bad. Yeah, we ha- I can't believe right. we haven't even talked about Breaking Bad yeah. this whole yeah. time. Well, there are less shows like that now than there have been. Yeah. Westworld yeah. was one like that, too, yeah. a couple yeah. of years ago. Before, you know, you know, what do you know? Jimmy is the... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, it's like The Office has... It was it was this thing then this like live experience and now it's become well it's binge watching thing that's so, just as valuable. It's so good for binge watching though, like that they're usual like you know most of the show happens inside of the office and it's just kind of like, I mean the sh- the, the episodes run together. You can sit mm-hmm. there all day and watch it, and it's got kind of the same the theme song. vibe. Oh yeah, thank goodness. I remember Edwin, you told me like <laughs> you were like, oh, I fall asleep to the office every night, and then like. Sean was like, oh, I do that. And I've talked to so many other people. It surprised me. It was like, yeah. like, like so many people do that. Yeah. And it's, it's just this, it's incredible. It's like, it's, it's a nightlight. I, you know? I, I, I don't, for whatever reason, I stopped doing that. But I, for a long time, like I had to do that. I, I couldn't be um, alone with my thoughts. I had to listen to <laughs> the office and it would just put me right to sleep. You had to be, cradle me like a some, baby. Uh, you'd have, have some creed thoughts. That sweet, sweet lullaby. You would sleep like Dwight cradling a gourd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think, too, if, you know, it's going to be harder and harder for us to find monoculture like that or reasons yeah. to get together to watch TV because the expectation as viewers is that you kind of have, you can just keep going if you want. 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very few shows. It's like HBO shows and whatever is popular on like kind of network TV or, or maybe reality TV will come out week over week and you have to like make time to watch it, right? Because mm-hmm. even with some of the HBO comedies that I like, like a show like um, Barry, for example, yeah, I just wait for it to stack up and then I'll just watch it all totally. at once. You Same. Know? It's exactly. it's funny that we expect oh, that as so viewers. Good. Yeah, just I, I remember hearing uh, some TV critic or something saying like viewers these days. And this was a few years ago. Want all the content. They want no commercials. And they want it all to be free. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, this is exactly what we expect. That'd be great. That's basically what we expect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, of course, you're paying a subscription fee, but yeah. the idea that you have to like watch commercials in between TV seems like it, it's so it's it's such an annoyance to have commercials. You know. Side Absolutely. question my, my brother and I were talking about. What do you think is the longest, like the most amount of Office episodes you've watched in one sitting? Like not necessarily f- not falling asleep. Yeah, yeah. Like just back to back. What do you think your record is? <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about like I used to put when I was when I was in college, I used to put on the Office in the background while I was like writing a paper in my living room. Yeah. If that counts, then it's like eight. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen. <laughs> wow. I mean, what you, uh, you active know, viewing? You know what? I uh, we, yes, Netflix. I'm still watching. Keep it going. <laughs> Leave the bottle. I'll tell you what I've had enough. <laughs> um, I just I just had to go to a, a, a funeral back in California with my whole family, and we all like rented a house together. So it's like the whole family staying in a house together. What are you What are you gonna do? Let's just watch The Office. Yeah. Nice. I mean, my dad was like, you know, like he's he loves the show too, but he was like, I've ne- I've never seen these episodes in season five. Oh. It was like, oh my god, you haven't what? seen season five? So we sat there. We must have watched like six in a row. Oh, that's fine. Like. Uh, just after dinner one night. Easy. I will say, too, there's an experience, and this might be another episode, another topic, but whenever you find these little... So deleted scenes of bloopers kind of make the rounds on the internet, on Facebook, YouTube, et cetera, nowadays, but like whenever you find an Office promo or a webisode or something you haven't seen before, it's so much fun to get that experience of watching something new from The Office again. I love it. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Wait, are you, didn't you... You were saying that you found a bunch of promos. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, we, we have them queued up here. Oh, yeah, let's watch one. Ready for an all-new NBC Thursday? It starts with my name is Earl and Joy going to the big house. Excuse me. And her only hope is Burt Reynolds. It needs to perfection. Then a brand new episode of The Office with the return of Jim. Product, the prodigal. My son returns. And after the next biggest deal, John Stamos returns on an all-new ER. See, dude, ER. The Office, Deal or No Deal, and ER. All-new tonight on NBC. You know what? For For all those great shows, ER ER was the most popular oh, thing on NBC. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. At the time. No doubt. Um, but yeah, we, we will post those videos to our... Um, Social media. Speaking of, check us out on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Michael Scott Pod. We're on Instagram at Michael Scott Podcast Company. We have a phone number that you can call and leave us a voicemail, leave us a question, a comment, just like you heard at the top of the show from our good buddy Will. That number is five zero three. We don't. We don't know. We don't know. Will. We don't know. We don't, we don't know. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, whoever. Whoever that gentleman was who called. Uh, 503-694-9314. 503-694-9314. Give us a call. Uh, trivia. Trivia time. Let's just do our thing. Collect our hardware and get the hell home. Woo! All right. I've got some uh, trivia here. This is going to be from an episode. I guess this isn't quite frame by frame trivia, but we are going from one single episode. Okay. Trivia from season nine. Love it. Episode one. The new, new guys. guys. Mm. Um, 
All right, I'm not going to go. This is just going to go in whatever order. Um, let's start with this. Uh, Dwight gets him and Clark two tickets to what concert? Metallica. You're on. You're Judas in the right Priest. neighborhood. You're in the right Def neighborhood. Other, just <laughs> other big metal bands. Uh, Iron Maiden. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why can't Black I think Sabbath. It? No. It's not. I would have sworn it was Metallica. No. No, 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 no. It is, is Slayer. It? Oh, Slayer. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, man. Season nine. I know. Oh, this. No. Uh, that's why I went from season one or episode yeah, one. Yeah. I was like, maybe okay. it's one you've seen the okay. most. Are you a fruit man or a root man? <laughs> Potato chip guy. Yeah. I, you know, I got a big tub of noodles in my car. We can just. <laughs> um, uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly and Ryan appear for the last time in this episode. Well, not for the last time, mm -hmm. but. Um, and, and they leave. Kelly goes to Miami mm -hmm. to hang with LeBron James and who? Gloria Estefan. Yes. <laughs> um, Toby takes a memory course over the summer at, <laughs> at what school? Uh, what? Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> it's like the National Learning Institute or something it's like that. It's the Weintraub Memory Academy. He's like, I, I remember the person who sat next to me had a Greek salad for lunch. Yeah. Do you understand? See what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh she always God. sat here. She arrived at this time, always had Greek she salad. She had a Greek salad for lunch. And Andy's like, ah, now I know why Michael hated you so much. <laughs> no, he, he no, didn't. Andy, no. <laughs> and then later That's there's what he a, says. And then, and then later there's, an there's a moment where Andy goes, God, Toby, I don't understand how you aren't killed every hour. <laughs> um. And what are, oh, this is a tough one. What are the names of Andy's outward bound counselors oh. who show up and do the oh slack line gosh. with them? I, I, I don't know. Clark and Pete. No. <laughs> Rafe and Feather. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's oh, uh, yeah. They do the slack line in the parking lot. Yep. Dwight refers to the slack right. line okay. as, as what? <laughs> a flaccid cord. <laughs> anyone can walk on a flaccid oh, yeah. cord. Anyone can walk across <laughs> That's not true. New old Dwight rules. Okay, this is uh, this will be the last. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is one the last more one. question. Okay, so Kevin this one. in the beginning, kind of I think it's the cold open. Kevin patches a turtle's shell back oh. together after he runs over. That's with right. With four different items from around the office, including a bottle cap, a spoon. Oh, sorry, f uh, uh, six items: uh, a bottle cap, a spoon, mm -hmm. a bowl. And what two other items that we actually saw in season two? Stapler? No. Like a, it's like a tongue depressor. It's like a stick or something, right? No. Scissors or I don't know. One of them was a one of them was a secret Santa gift. Oh, season two. Oh, is oh. <laughs> the name tag that that Oscar got for Creed? Oh, the Shamrock Keychain. Yes. <laughs> oh my it's, gosh. Yeah, I looked at like I paused it. It's like oh, That's awesome. it's like. Oh, what a wow. great prop they pulled out. And the other is a yogurt lid from the uh, oh. Office Olympics medals. Oh, my gosh. Jim said mixed berries. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's on That's base. a fun one. It's a tiny little Easter egg that I never fun noticed one. before. Season four, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> fun one. <laughs> yeah. yep, fun it. one. That's all I got. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah. Damn, I need to fun. watch some season I know, nine. I, the season nine Ugh. trivia and season eight There's trivia. There's so many. It's so dense. There's some funny stuff in season nine. Yeah. For sure. for sure. All right. Let take me us home. tell you. Thank you all for listening to the Michael Scott Podcast Company. Please join us next week as we discuss more stuff. All right. Hey, 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 hey. That's just the way we talk in the clink. <laughs> See you next week. Threat level who? Michael Scott. Threat level why? Apartheid. Gotta fight it. Free Mandela. Peace. I'm out. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.